Welcome to the Afternoon Nap Podcast. Welcome. We're doing Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2, Chapter 18, right? I got it right yeah, this time? Yeah, you got it right. This is what, The Minds of Mandalore? Goddamn right it is. Directed by Rachel Morrison. She started out as a cinematographer for Black Panther, Dope, Fruitvale Station, Mudbound. She's connected to Ryan Coogler, but since then she's directed a ton of TV. She's directed American Crime Story, a couple episodes there, Hightown, The Morning Show, American Crime which is not the same thing as American Crime Story and Quantico, actually. Which one's American Crime? I don't really know what that show is, but she directed an episode of it in 2015. Wait, no, that might have been the miniseries. I think I saw that. That was like an ABC every every season. They had a It's a seasonal an- anthology series. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember really digging, actually. It had, um, do you remember Leverage? I, don't, I never saw Leverage. Do you remember Ordinary People, the film Ordinary People? The, the TV show? Normal People? No, ordinary, the film, the one, I, best I picture. never saw The Ordinary um, People from 1984 I'm, I'm, or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more. He played the dad in uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I vaguely remember who that dude was. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't but worry she about also it. did an episode of Quantico. Remember that Priyanka Chopra I, show? I do. Pilot? Great pilot, I have to say. I, I'm, I, I like Piakra. She, she's, she's cool. Priyanka Chopra's great. Yeah. A fantastic pilot. Um, from there, we have the Minds of Mandalore. Mando and Grogu are finally unbounded by the shackles of the Book of Boba Fett plot. <laughs> I mean, it was really keeping us. I mean, with the exception of going to Pelimoto, which is uh, the Chop Shop lady, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll play it off, though, because IG-11, as we said when watching it, they need to get the part for him. Well, but, in, in, until he mentioned the IG part, we were like, why the fuck is he back here? Like, You know why? Because the whole point of episode one is, is getting that IG-11 so we can have Grief Karga be in an episode. We can bring back Babu Frick. Yeah. Right? And then we can have, uh, what's his, Taika Babu Wattin. Frick's people. I don't think that was Babu Frick, though. No, whatever. But we can also... Wait, 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 wait. Do you think that was Babu Frick? No, no, Frick? That's, a, that's, a, that's a member of the Fricks. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a Frick yeah, yeah. clan. A clan adjacent, even maybe maybe they have warring clans within the. Frick I like Nation. to think that like JJ is watching. He's like, damn, we're, there's more Babu Fricks out there. His best creation out of anything <laughs> I've, he's ever since Lost. Like that's it. That's all. That's all he's done. A little bit of little bit of Star Trek. Oh, not. But we needed to get well. No, but that, that, that that's post. That's post. Oh wait, no, no, no. You are right. You are right. Rise that, Skywalker. But in order to get nothing to do with Rise Skywalker, he's the director of Rise. Of Skywalker. Oh no, I meant uh, the one in between. The Last Jedi. Yeah. No, no. But listen, we needed to get Grief Karga in for an episode so we could say Mando, right? Yeah. And then we needed to maybe throw in a little Babu Frick in there. So we we have this throwaway plot line that we may actually see matter down the line. But it's the IG-11. And then we quickly play it off. And she's like, oh, you're going to have to go. And she, they leave really immediately. Also, like, they're like, I'm going to give you a bad droid. It's like a droid that's like got PTSD. It's, it's a really scared droid. Which is like great stuff. Also, I was really happy. I was like, oh, Mando's got a droid now? He's like a real guy out there. We went this- from one episode ago, him being like, I don't work with any droid. Except Other for than IG-11. this guy. And then he's just like, okay, I guess I have to work with this because there's a pushy lady throwing them Yeah, eyes. I know. I'm like, what are you doing, man? No, I thought you were a man of conviction. <laughs> it's hard to tell if he's like a guy that you could just push into doing something. Like, like will will he smoke if you pressure him? Will he, will he? Is he a pressurable man? Well, it man? seems like 
if she pressured the, the chop shop lady, if Pelimoto, she, like because she's been doing it for a while, she's just been on his nerves. By the way, so Amy much. Sedaris is Pelimoto. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah, actress. Yeah. All right, and let's say it's just a weird part and kind of thrown in because, well, like, if you told me like when we first met her in season one that like she was going to be a reoccurring character, I would have been like, really? Listen, we like this episode, but it feels like there's like contractual obligations for some of these actors and actresses, and be like, we have to be in an episode. Of Mandalorian, but like you were just in Book of Boba Fett. We wrapped up the story. We should be in Minds of Mandalore in the first scene well, I, of episode one. I, I did say that this this felt like the real first episode of the season where last episode was all just, you know, setting up. As soon as the credits hit, the opening credits for Mandalorian, then the season started in, in this yeah. episode. Fine. So we go to Mandalore and the first half of this episode is like oh, we talked about this awesome use of the 4K like surround ground scene technology. It like it looks so amazing. I don't know a single other show. Alex said uh, House of the Dragon, but other than that, yeah, House of Dragons using all practical, and that's why it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is like real sets. It looks gorgeous. Some of the scenes look as good as the Batman. Yeah, like every frame uh, is just like it's just phenomenal, and you can tell that cinematographer is directing this. That she's she just she. Is- you know what? That that is a little bit of what it is. I mean, in order to get like the full scale of what Soldari is, which is the same city we see in the Clone Wars, and now it's completely destroyed after the Night of the Thousand Tears, whatever. But yeah, you she find she really encapsulated because when they have those overview shots as Mando's like going along, you could see the destroyed city from the distance. It's like I'm playing a video game. Mm-hmm. I've seen somebody online actually say like this plays better maybe as a video game than it does a TV show. Like it, it feels like a. It felt like a comic. This episode specifically, the pacing. The pacing is just like, but also it's just like we're just we just keep moving forward. Lack of dialogue. Yeah, it's it's very visual storytelling, and you get a cinematographer to direct. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like, it's so cool they got a cinematographer for this because I, I you're gonna tell she spent just days this trying to figure out the best shots she could get. No, but how long do you think they they spent? Like, what does the destroyed Skuldari look like? Soldari, not Skuldari. You know, if we know anything about Filoni, he spent he's been thinking about this for years. Yeah, listen, I mean, we haven't. This is the first time we're really seeing it in like a canon way. Is in the Clone Wars, and now that, that's pretty awesome. And I think this episode, I mean, we'll see with the displaying of that monster and how cool that looked, right? I mean, this is a great way of doing the monster of the week. While still continuing our story. Well, I really liked the that that thing that, that captured Mando. Couldn't find what the name is. I didn't look too hard though. It, of, it of was just thing. cool. It, it reminds me a lot of like Grievous, where yeah. like there's like a real shell of something, and on the outside it's all technological and like metal, right? But there is something inside of there, and it's menacing. And I don't know why we haven't seen something like that not be menacing. It was it was genuinely scary, but also what I thought was really cool is just how easily she wielded uh, the dark saber to just kill him in seconds. Oh yeah, because she's used it before. Yeah, yeah, but no, but you just you know, especially after seeing how easily Mando was captured and everything, when you're just like, and you know how he was also still struggling with the dark saber. You see when he first when, when he, he first picks when, it up this when guy. he's fighting those uh, those little barbarian yeah, guys. Yeah, and how he's still struggling to keep it up, and when she's using it. It's it's like second nature. It's it's so easy. Easily going underneath that little capture thing and just slicing it to bits. Like I think Mandel probably loses that battle. Yeah, you know, is and, he is he is he still fighting against the blade? As as we said, as they said in uh, well, it's because it's a good metaphor for how he's fighting against himself in a way. Where yeah. this whole episode is about uh, going up against you know the very things you fought against, like like Grogu, right? Found a good balance. 
between Jedi's Luke's way and his way of understanding Force. Din Djarin has no concept of that, right? He's going to kill himself to go to these waters. And then, but in the same time, like, I think Bo Katan is at the end of this episode coming to grips with, hey, you know, how much love can I give to this thing that destroyed me in my life, right? Because remember, she's part of Death Watch. Like, she would have destroyed Mandalore if she couldn't get it the way that she liked it at first. And she tried, she had, was shot in a, she fought in a war against other Mandalorians in order to, like, enact, like, a, the better version of Mandalore. I'm okay. saying she loved the place. Yeah. So, one of the things I really thought was important in this episode is that Mando says, if we don't have the creed, we have nothing. And I and I think it's the first ever time he's openly been like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, is it is this like a perfect religion? No. Is my, I think even in the way he says it, like, you can see that he's like, yeah, no, I get it. It's fucking weird. I'm like, but you know what? If I, if you, if you don't have your principles, if you don't, if you don't live by this code, what, what do you stand for? Well, because this is all, yeah, because this has given him, like, the life. Like, he doesn't have a life without this thing. It, it's the thing that's pushing him through every single day. Exactly. So even if he's like, yeah, you know, I could be Pedro Pascal all the time. But, you know, I I haven't, I have not lived my life up till up till now that way. And I need to, I want to continue living this life. Even if that means I got to keep my head Hidden um, behind this mask, this this is the way, and they've and right. I think they're doing a really good job of that, without exactly you know spelling it out. Well, so so here comes the there's two problems there. One being not really problems, but I think he's gonna have to understand that, you know, what does Grogu want, and how does this conflict? Because I think Grogu picked the right way. Like I'm not gonna detach myself from everything, but I'm still gonna use the Force, and I'm still gonna buy into this religion of it. Right, but I don't need to follow the same way Luke will, and I think he's gonna try to push that on Grogu. Maybe we're gonna have to see because I don't see Grogu being this guy. Even if Grogu gets a helmet, that he's just wearing the helmet the whole time. But that's the Kree. That's my dad. I I don't know. I I don't, I think I remember like seeing in the trailer a photo of him in like full Mando gear, and I was like, this looks ridiculous. No, but so how does? But I'm saying. How does Gro how does Dinjarin not force Grogu onto having this constant, you know, helmet wearing? I think I think you just don't write it. Like I'm gonna be honest. No, but that's the I'm, interesting stuff. That's interesting stuff. I just don't think that's something they're gonna be that interested in uh in delving into. Right. I just I a hundred percent I think in another I, I version think, of I Amanda. think that's the version they're going for a little bit. Uh, aside from the Bo Katan stuff, which, which I'm about to the second thing I wanted to say was I found this great thing online where and I hundred percent agree, I'm surprised that I didn't even think about this, but this episode was written by like religious Jews. So if you don't know anything about religious Jews, right? A lot of a lot of Jews will 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 go into this thing called a mikvah, which is like fresh water. Oh shit! Right? I and, didn't even and, think about and that. And he's like washing away all the sins of himself. And and there was this great joke I saw on Twitter for someone I'm following, and and he said that what happens if you if Mando sees like a uh, an open tube or an open pipe next to the waters, right? What does he do? Because how does he know that this is actual fresh mined Mandalorian water? Right. So, I mean, this is I'm telling you, one of this episode was written by a Jew and he really delved into his own appreciation of mikvah. Right. And it's great stuff. I mean, Mando, like doing teshuva, which is like wiping away all your sins, is exactly what this episode is all about. I love it. it, it isn't that hilarious? Is Favreau like, Jewish? Favreau's Italian. No, he's not Jewish. No, I didn't think so. Filoni's so. like definitely not Jewish. You know what I mean? It's not at all. 
Uh, one but, more. But, but I have heard him in an interview say he's basing a lot of what they're doing off the Bible. Uh, off of religion. I mean, yeah. yeah it's, these are all about religion. It's like the yeah, creed. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but specifically I've heard him talk and he's like, and he's constantly like giving parables like, like two, like two. As like, I told you, man, these are disciples. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not uh, students. They're disciples. You know, I do want to just, you know, off last time you, you said, you know, they said two years and I, I'm making it official. Two years he was with Luke. And no, 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 three. So, so Favreau said five years has been the whole show. Yeah. And then they came out really quickly afterwards. They're like, well, no, it's actually been a year and a half the whole show. To two years. No, what are you? Filoni came out. I don't think Favreau's a lore guy. Favreau's like a plot guy. Favreau's a. Favreau a, in these interviews is a hard lore guy. But then here's what happens in these interviews. He says one thing. And then Filoni's like, yeah, but then there's this. And you can tell and you can tell Favreau's they're like, that's such a great point. It's just like they're just like scholars that like, you know, they're just like there's scholars of Skywars. It's great. Well, no, they're also it seems to me they're like, you know, we talk about it, but a decision's not made on what officially happened. Unless, it, unless it, it's shown in canon. Yeah, yeah. Unless like a decision had to be made, like you know what I mean? Like we, we, we talk about Ezra, but we don't know what happened to Ezra until we show you what well, happened to Ezra. Now we know what happened to Ezra. Uh, it's been written. It's been. Sh- it's probably been been uh, directed already. Oh, it's been directed, but I'm saying us, the audience. We don't know We yet. don't know. We don't know yet. All right, one last thing about Bo-Katan. She knows how to use the Darksaber. We had this myth of the sea creature that she didn't think was true. None of the waters are magic. Wait, and- wait, wait. I haven't heard of this uh, sea no, creature. No, so at the end of the episode, Mando Man- falls in because his best car's too yeah, heavy, yeah. right? So she goes in, and when she comes up, she sees that, that huge creature. Mm-hmm. And that's the myth of the thing she read about. Uh, right, that's the same thing, right? And, and she's fighting this episode where she's like, "I've given too much, and I don't believe any of this magic stuff you talk about." And at the end of this episode, I think she's like fighting some sort of middle ground. But the thing is, is that the thing that she needs in order to pull everything off she wants, her goals are within like an arm's reach. She had it, so I thought originally she was going to try to kill Mando or fight him for it. But is there a world where she tries to convince him, and then she can't convince him, and and she tries to go for the dark saber, like? Because they're, they're on Mandalore right now. Mando done his goal. He swam in the waters. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing else to do. She, with this newbound sense of Mandalorian in her, she's like, give me this fucking thing. Or let's do this together. Let's go. And I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? That's pretty much what I'm asking. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think they were going to do this this early in the season. He's already that's like what, That's what's so fucking good about it. So for all I know, you know what I mean? I could still... Ez- so you, you think- e- Ezra could still come... Not with this Ezra. Think about Sabine. Sabine's, Sabine is more likely. So I, I'm going to I have now, boys, no idea what What do you want to see then? What do you want to see? Come on. Ezra. That's what no, I'm no, no, no. But with this, with this, uh, Katie Sackoff book. Oh, I just want to see them like just chilling, killing people back and forth. You don't want to see. You don't want to see the feud, like the the her kind of delve into her anger a little bit. Well, I, I want to. I, I think that comes out. I think that comes out through their like the more time they spend with each other, and then she's gonna, and then she's gonna have to make a turn where she makes a decision. She's like, you know what. I need this, despite how much I even even I might even like this guy. For all we know, even there might even be something romantic that goes down. No, but by the way, them. season two, if this was season two, Bo-Katan... She's she, fighting him on the spot. No, she's just taking the, the yeah. sword, right? She said, you fell in battle. I'm going to take this. Yeah, but I think she knows, especially after the last time she had it, she needs to... She needs to know for certain that this is mine. Yeah, she needs to, she needs to be 
Mando in a fight for it. Yeah. I I I I was uh, when the episode happened, I was asking you like is this like Harry Potter rules with the Deathly Hallows? No, like, it's not. It, it's just you know, it's Mandalorian like lore stuff. Yeah. So stuff. so I'm saying though for like for the sake of the creed, I think she needs to like actually beat him in battle for it. And it just doesn't make sense because Mando he's good now. I I'm guessing next episode he just goes back to the people and they tell him, "Okay, now, uh, fuck up. I don't know what they're going to tell me. I have it. no idea I'm, what next I'm, episode I'm really is. excited because we just end while we're still in Mandalore in the ruins of Solari. For all, for all we know, he's like, you know what, guys? The place you're staying at, al- massive alligators are attacking. No, why I th- don't Why don't we all come over to Mandalore? No, I do think next episode we're going to still be at Mandalore for the hop. We're going to deal with some other thing which pushes us to do a farther story. We're gonna yeah. see some other people. I think Th- next. things and people are living on Mandalore. So well, just those <laughs> the same group of like four. I like how they never win. They just keep getting thrashed. You guys don't learn. I'm like, you think they'd be afraid and they wouldn't come back? These these like prehistoric like uh, what are they like the Flintstones? Yeah, dude, it also felt like they they keep forgetting that they just got beat. Or they're different dudes, honestly. Because uh, no, they're hundred percent. No, because Mando killed them all. Mando like murdered them very easily. <laughs> it was great, honestly. I can't wait to see it. All right, uh, that is Mandalorian season three, episode two, uh, chapter eighteen, the Minds of Mandalore. All right, that's it. Boom. <laughs>